When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a new episode of Land Grant Holy Land's Recruiting Center podcast to the dotted line. My name is Matt Tamanini. On this podcast, we talk to Ohio State and national recruiting experts, LGHL's own recruiting analysts, and even recruits themselves. On today's episode, I am joined by the man behind the very popular Buckeye Twitter account, at OSU Hoops Insider, Andrew Bozer. While he shares tons of great general Buckeye basketball information in his feed, he is an invaluable source into the school's men's basketball recruiting like very few others are, even those on the traditional Buckeye beat. In this episode, we talk about the four guys currently in OSU's top-rated basketball recruiting class who could be joining them, perhaps very, very soon, early thoughts on the 2023 cycle, and much, much more. So, with all of that out of the way, here's my conversation with Andrew Bozer. All right, Andrew, we are, this podcast is coming out exactly a week after the latest commitment for the Ohio State 2022 men's basketball uh, recruiting class. And that is Felix Okpara. He is the number 47 player in the country, a high four star center which is good for Ohio State fans. He's 6'11 and 210 pounds. A lot of Ohio State fans have been uh, a little hard on Chris Holtman that he hasn't been able to land a highly rated center during his time in Columbus yet. For folks who haven't seen Felix play, who haven't seen highlights of him, who don't know much about him, what should Buckeye fans be excited about to have him being the future of the center position for the Buckeyes? Say Buckeye fans... um... You know, when it comes to Felix, his shot blocking ability and his rebounding ability is really going to stand out, um, especially with his younger years. Um, on the offensive side, um, his ability to run the floor and also be used like in the pick and roll. I think those are the two like really main, um, you know, with shot blocking and rebounding on the defensive side, pick and roll and floor running on the offensive side. What you're really going to see um, in his younger age. And he's still, he's still developing that back to the basket game. Um, you know, he's, he told me actually when we were, uh, talking about how he's like working on that and, uh, you know, how the staff sees him, uh, being used in the future. So is he, a, he's a guy, despite being a top 50 player in the country, you expect him to come in and not necessarily to push to start right away. It sounds like, it sounds like you think he will be somebody who maybe comes in and spells Zed key by the time, you know, he'll probably be. 
um, the full-time starter at center in the 2022 season and maybe Felix be a, a backup for a year or two until he kind of gets his body and his game in order? Um, I think it kind of depends on what Holtman sees, how both Zed and Felix develop. I mean, Felix, I mean, I'm sorry, Zed is such a young, you know, so, such a young basketball player as well, still trying to develop his game. I mean, they both offer different skill sets. Uh, Felix, he brings that more, he's a little more athletic, a little contributes a little bit more on the defensive side, where you have Zed, a little more broody uh, and bulky, um, and he contributes a little more on the offensive side. So I think they're both like perfect complements to each other. Uh, as far as like who's going to start, I mean, it's it's so far down the road. Who knows how yeah. Felix is going to develop and Zed is going to develop. But I think they both uh, will contribute, you know, great deals when when uh, Felix gets there. We talked about the fact that Ohio State, especially under Chris Holtman, has has gotten a number of really good big fours. I'm thinking of like Caleb Wesson and, you know, guys in that six eight six nine range. But really landing an elite true center has been something that uh, Chris Holtman hasn't really done until getting Felix. And one of the things I always talk about on social media about this and in articles at Land Grant is, is like, there's only 25 star players in college basketball, which is a significant difference from college football. Um, but there's only 20 of them. And generally, there's only like two or three centers in there. But why do you think that the fact that this recruiting cycle and even in the 2020 class and even through some transfer portal stuff, Holtman's really been focused on trying to find this elite center as opposed to just like an elite biggish four. Do you think that that signals a change in maybe some of the style of his coaching or maybe him getting used to the Big Ten style of play after his first three seasons? Um, what is what does that kind of break down to as kind of tipping away as to what Holtman is looking for uh, based off some of the people that we know he's been going after in the last few cycles? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> despite what Buckeye fans want, um, you know, Ohio State has had a little bit of like the smaller edge when it comes to, or I guess the smaller style of play uh, when it comes to how they view that center spot. Um, I do think that, um, especially last year, it was a little, it was exposed in some areas. And I know, I know, I know Holman, he can, I mean, he's obviously that coach, obviously a smart guy. And I think he saw that, you know what, we need a guy that can come in um, you know, provide some size it, while we can still put that small ball. That's why I said like Zed and, uh, Zed and Felix are so complimentary to each other. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, Felix being six eleven, um, who knows could grow by could grow over seven foot by the time he gets here. Um, you know, landing a guy like that top 50 guy, um, that's, that's huge. And that's, and I think that could be a little bit of a transition. He's still, he's still athletic. He's not one of those big bulkier guys. Um, that you could that you would see in the uh, the Big Ten, but I th- I, th- I still think he is going to provide a lot of a lot of impact. Yeah, and like you said, the um, he really complements Zed well in terms of what they do well. I would not be surprised, depending on Felix's progression during his senior year of high school and in his first few months uh, in Columbus, if not at some point during the 2022 season, you see Felix starting at the center and Zed maybe moving to the four and, and playing together. I think the four is probably a little bit more natural for um, for Zed offensively. And uh, having those two guys on the floor together could be, could be really exciting. But despite the fact that Felix is the number 47 player in the country, he's actually the third rated player in Ohio State's recruiting class. It, it is worth noting that the Buckeyes currently have the number one class in the country in men's basketball, which 
is is remarkable. I mean, I think people are so spoiled by the fact that Ohio State's football recruiting is often in the top three uh, in the country, and people just expect Ohio State to be number one in the country in basketball as well on a regular basis. To me, just the fact that the, even if they were just number one in the Big Ten, like that would be a remarkable achievement. So this class that they have, they have four or they have four players in the class, three of them in the top 50. Um, let's talk real quick about the other guys in the class. Let's start with the lowest rated player, the one non-top 50 guy, um, the only guy from Ohio. It's Bowen Hardman. He's number 201 in the country, a high three-star guy. Um, why is he a guy that ended up in this class with so many of these other a little bit more heralded players? Yes, I think Bowen Hardman, I think he has a great opportunity um, especially early, um, to come in. And, and it's crazy saying that with such a highly rated recruiting class, obviously uh, being a three-star, he's going to develop a little bit more, um, you know, according to what the scouts see. But yeah. I think the staff see, uh, sees highly in him. I think his ability to knock down shots and create on his own is extremely underrated. Um, and I think that, you know, Buckeye Nation is going to be surprised what he's going to bring to the table. I mean, he's he's proven it this summer that he's, he can shoot him with the best of them, and uh, I think that's going to continue to develop with him. That's going to be his his go to point. Yeah, he is a a six three shooting guard. There is another shooting guard in this class, and it's uh, the number forty six player in the country, another four star, Roddy Gale Jr. He is from uh, New York, Youngstown, New York. He is a guy who is just one spot ahead of Felix, but another one of those top fifty players who a lot of people are excited to have on campus. Yes, yeah, Roddy. Um, I see more of like a wing, wing slash shooting guard st- shooting guard type. I don't really see him controlling the point at all. But um, when it does come to his game, um, I mean, he can he can shoot the ball. He can you know guard the best of them. That's uh, he showed off. I forget exactly what tournament it was, but it was on ESPN, and he showed off that he could guard. Um, I think it was Washington, last name Washington. I can't remember exactly what is where he was going to school. Mm-hmm. But with you know, when it came to Roddy Gale, um, I mean, he offers extremely high upside. His ability to knock on the shots, um, you know, drive to the lane. He can score from anywhere, you know. And I think Ohio State's, like, really blessed to get a guy like him uh, coming to us. There is one more player in the class that is the highest rated player in uh, Ohio State's recruiting class, number 23 in the country, four-star point guard, Bruce Thornton. His brother, actually, Bryce Thornton, just um, is starting to receive some interest from the Ohio State football team. Um, He is from Alpharetta, Georgia. Um, He is, so far, the prize of this class, uh, Andrew. What is it about him that Chris Holtman is excited to bring him in and potentially turn the the reins over in terms of the future of the point guard position to Bruce Thornton. Yes. Ohio state. I mean, especially the last, you know, 10 to 20 years ours. If you had to point out one position that we've thrived in producing talent, it's the point guard position. And I think Bruce Thornton, his ability to knock down shots, see the floor and finish in the lane. I, one thing I was like, you know, I saw his size and I was like, okay, you know, he might he might be a guy. It's just like a perimeter guy. He can really bulldoze somebody and um, get to the lane. And uh, also his sneaky athleticism. That's one thing that kind of jumped out on me because, you know, his, his ability to uh, make those athletic plays like he's he's really he's <laughs> the staff. The staff receives really highly of him and yeah. he's, he's going he's gonna to make an immediate impact. Well, and what's interesting about this class is they've got four guys currently, but they do have room for more. Currently in the in, in the current Ohio State program, because of some of these uh, 
uh, NCAA waivers and stuff like that. They currently have, um, let's see, that's four, six. They have eight guys who are technically seniors. Now, some of those guys still have years of eligibility remaining. Some of them are on their last year of eligibility. Um, so it's still up in the air depending on who technically is able to return or who who decides to return next year. There's also EJ Liddell, who's the only junior in the class who is, I'm going to guess, going to leave after this season. So they do have spots that they need to fill. They currently only have three sophomores, two freshmen, and four committed for 2022 with some of those potential seniors coming back. How many how many guys do you think they end up taking? Do they do they stick at four? Do they try to get five, six? What do, what do you think the forecast is for how the rest of the 2022 class shakes out? I say when it comes to uh, commits in the 2022 class, I think they're going to land one more uh, recruit coming out of high school. And then I think depending on who leaves and everything, they're going to surround those guys by gra- uh, either grad transfers or transfers mm-hmm. to other schools. Teaching that, like, you know, the rule change where, you know, if you come over, you don't have to sit. You don't actually don't have to sit at all anymore rather than um, previously sitting for one year. So I think they're going to add one more piece. Um, it's going to be, uh, you know, a wing player uh, who's athletic. Yeah, and Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah. It's all it's centers and guards right now in the class. Right. Right. And it's, it's going to be a wing piece. Um, you know, one one name to really point out is Dylan Mitchell. Um, I know the staff sees highly of him and, uh, you know, just to kind of like talk about him for a second, his athletic ability, he's probably, and I'm pointing it out there, the most athletic player in the 2022 class. And I think, yes, I'm throwing it out there. I'm throwing it out there. I think he is the most athletic 2022 class, his ability to guard one through four, even the five, if he, uh, balks up a little bit, I mean, this guy, this is a big get. Um, if we were to land him, top thirty guy. Um, he actually, he actually, he's playing summer ball uh, with Bruce, um, so oh, they I already have that. that. They already have that chemistry going. Um, yeah, go look, go uh, go check out some of the lobs that Bruce is throwing to him. It's it's pretty nice, so, but yeah, Dylan's a, a dunk machine. If you look at his highlights online, he's like a they oh, yeah. call him like a human highlight for the, the in-game dunk contest. He's he's a six-seven small forward uh, from Spring Hill, Florida, which is not too far down I four from where I live here in Orlando. Uh, but he's the number thirty player in the country, uh, the number nine player in Florida, number eight uh, small forward in the class. But he's a guy who, if you go watch his highlights, he is not afraid to show off his dunking ability, whether that's in warmups or in games. Right, most definitely. And then I say like the other two guys um, that I really like point out is uh, Jarris Walker of IMG Academy, and then uh, AJ Casey. I know Jarris; uh, he's he could play like that power forward spot. Um, he also could play the three spot. Honestly, I haven't caught too many uh, too much action from him. But being a top ten guy, I'm sure I'm sure he can do it all. Um, and then uh, with AJ Casey, uh, same with him. I haven't been able haven't been able to catch uh, too many of his games. Um, but I know he can like stretch the floor and uh, he's a top, I think 35 guy. Yeah. He's number 35. Guy. He's, yeah, yeah. Very physically awesome. similar to Dylan Mitchell. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he, and he's, they're a little bit different games. I see, um, you know, Mitchell more of a wing guy more. And then compared to Walker and Casey that are more of like, you know, it would be your four guys yeah. uh, kind of like similar to EJ Liddell. Yeah. Yeah. Jarris Walker, they're, they're, both um, AJ and Jarris are both six eight, but um, where AJ is uh, like one eighty, 
Um, Jairus is two twenty, so a, a yes, much Jairus is a big boy, a, a yeah. much thicker guy. But he's a five star number eleven in the country. So it, I mean, honestly, it sounds like any any of those three guys, um, whether it's one or if something changes and they do decide to add more than one, um, being able to get one to two, even three in a in a probably an unlikely scenario, but getting any of those three um, sounds like that would be a a pretty substantial get. Now you mentioned the fact that that you think they could get a a grad transfer or just a, a regular transfer out of the portal after this season. And Chris Holtman has said that they are still going to be looking at the portal as a way to supplement the program, which they have done very well since Holtman and his staff got to Columbus. If Ohio State lands one of these either threes or fours, these wing players, um, what do you think it is that they'll look for in the portal? What type of player? Obviously, I'm not going to ask you who because who knows who's going to be in the portal at this point, you know, next year. Right. But what type of player are are they going to be looking for? Do you imagine when it comes to trying to staff up for the 2020? I guess that would be the 2022 2023 season. You know, featuring that, like you said before, so many guys are leaving after this season. I think with Holman, he's going to have to find an established player, um, someone that has proven leadership, um, someone that can take these young guys and, you know, and show them the continued success that, um, you know, Holman is hoping to have. And I think, uh, obviously, it's way too early (laughs) to look into that spectrum because a lot of those guys are, you know, uh, playing ball at their respective clubs. But I think find a proven guy, find a lead, guy that, with leadership, guy that can, you know, score the ball a little bit. Um, you know, not to say like an ideal guy, but like someone like Keyshawn Woods, when Keyshawn Woods came in, took over that leadership spot, you know, could get those quick buckets when needed. Um, you know, a guy like that would be perfect for this class. Um, but yeah. Do you think it'll be someone who plays a, a point like Keyshawn, or do you think that between Bruce and Michi and I, I, I think Jamari has two years left, um, or is he a grant? I don't know. Last year counts, you know, whatever. Do you think it'll be right. someone like that, or do you think? It, you know, I think the power forward position is going to look um, a little thin, especially if EJ leaves too. It would just mostly be Kalen Etzler who's going to redshirt this year. I would guess somebody at the four might be really attractive depending on who stays and goes. Um, but where, do you think that it would be someone like a Keyshawn in terms of playing a point as well? Or do you think it might be somebody else who just has his leadership qualities? I say just, I mean, I was just more of like focusing on like a player that, yeah. you know, kind of resembles the qualities um, that I could see them bringing in. Uh, I do think if it were to come down to it, I think it would probably be the guy that could play that four, uh, maybe a wing spot. Um, like a more like a justice suing six, seven wing that can, yeah. you know, handle the ball a little bit. So it's so, so early, but yeah, that's kind of like what I expect. We're going to be super thin uh, when it comes, or not going to be super thin, but we're going to be a little bit thinner on the, the wing spot at the four man spot. And even if they, you know, if there's a great opportunity for a big man, I could, I could see him bringing another big as well. Yeah. And again, a lot of this is going to be determined by who comes back next year from these seniors. If they're using that extra year of eligibility or not, um, I don't have off the top of my head which ones are officially. I think there's four guys of the eight that have eligibility remaining and four that do not. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. We talked about that. We said it was way too early to make any uh, any predictions of that sort. So I'm going to stay on that theme and talk about the 2023 class. Currently, Ohio State has no one committed for the 2023 class. That is not 
a surprise by any means. This is still incredibly, incredibly early um, for all recruiting. I mean, football doesn't have any recruits for the 2023 class or commits for the 2023 class either. So that's not a surprise. But as you start to fast forward into looking at 2023, obviously, so much is up in the air. We, we've we caveated that it is still a ways away. But in terms of some of the names Ohio State fans might see popping up as the transition moves into that cycle, who are some names, maybe guys from Ohio, um, that, that fans are going to want to at least keep an ear out for as um, Holtman and staff starts to pay a little bit more attention to that group of guys? Right. Say, um, if you look at who they've offered, you know, their main focus right now is finding guards um i know uh levon griffith uh out of taft in cincinnati ohio mm-hmm. um you know being a f- already a five-star guy rated 22 in the country um would be huge get especially if we can get him early um representing ohio um laurent rice out of uh, uh wayne okay. uh, he's a more of a combo guard uh top 75 guy uh, rated 66 by 247. Um, you know, he offers a little bit different. He's been playing point uh, for Wayne, but I could see him more moving to like that two spot. Um, Reed Shepard uh, moving out of Ohio, uh, you know, from London, Kentucky. Uh, combo guard. Can sh- and th- I've heard um, some people that I've talked to, I'm, I, haven't, I haven't seen Reed play, but they're calling Reed probably the best shooter in this class. Oh, wow. Which is huge, yeah, yeah. And that's a little bit, yeah. And um, I know two four seven has him like as a lock for Kentucky, but I've actually heard fantastic things regarding Ohio State. Um, you know, another another going back to Ohio, uh, Austin Parks, six uh, nine center, um, also holds an offer. Uh, it's a guy to pay attention to, and uh, you know, it's I guess it's kind of early when it comes to two thousand twenty three. I think once we get which. I personally think it's soon. Once we get that last 2022 commit, we're going to start seeing 2023. And hopefully we can land that guy um, early like we always – Holman likes to do. It seems like Holman always likes to grab someone quick, um, you know, with 2023 and kind of make him like, you know, here's my starting point. Let's go from here. So hopefully we yeah. can uh, get that by the end of the year. All right. So – that wraps up kind of the recruiting side of this. And that's obviously what you focus on, especially on on Twitter. But knowing all of these guys that have come in, whether it's through the transfer portal or the, you know, the the one, I guess, freshman in Malachi Branham, who's going to be playing this year since Holtman said last week that Kalen Etzler is going to redshirt. Right. With the guys that are on the team now, adding Jamari Wheeler, adding Cedric Russell, adding Joey Bronk, getting Jimmy Sotos back from injury, having Kyle Young back, maybe Seth Towns and, and Justin Arns being healthy, um, Justice suing back after a quiet but really solid season last year. What do you think this team's going to look like? Where? What's the ceiling for this team? What's the floor for this team? How are they going to compare to last year? What are your thoughts on the 2021-2022 Buckeyes? Well, <laughs> Um, so when it comes to 2022 Buckeyes lose, obviously losing Dwayne Washington was huge. Um, yeah. you know, best of luck him, best of luck with him going to the Pacers and uh, pursuing his NBA career. Yeah. I think one thing that really sticks out, um, you know, with this season is the depth that Ohio state provides, uh, or that we have this year. Um, you know, with these super seniors, it is, it's, um, 
you know, it's kind of a luxury that you're able to bring a guy back like, uh, you know, Kyle Young, um, who's got experience. I mean, you saw the, the in the leadership, I guess, as well. But you saw, you, I mean, we kind of saw the drop off when it came to the tournament when he was hurt with not having him on the floor. So having a guy like that is huge. Um, you know, adding a guy like Cedric Russell to our roster, um, I think he averaged around 16, 17 points a game. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's not, he's not, I don't think the staff expects him to replace Dwayne Washington. No. Yeah. But, but when it comes to, um, you know, like g- having a guy on that guard at that guard spot that can get a bucket, I don't think there's going to be um, really much of a drop off. He's a little, he's a little bit smaller than uh, Dwayne. Uh, but I think he's going to fill in perfectly. He's going to um, uh, mold with the, uh, you know, the team perfectly. He's not, I don't think he's with this, uh, with the university yet. Yeah. He's got to um, graduate. He's going he's to graduate. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, that's just kind of like two pieces I really see um, that are huge, but I mean, just the depth that we have this year with, you know, a solid recruiting class last year, you know, it's going to be really exciting for Buckeye fans. Yeah. I mean, I think that a lot of Ohio state fans have been, rightfully disappointed with the postseason play, especially in the NCAA tournament specifically. Um, and, and that makes total sense. And I think that there's probably some pressure on Holtman. I'm not, I don't think coming from the athletic department, but probably coming from himself. But beside that, like his teams have just been a ton of fun to watch. In my opinion, I've, I like the style of play that they, that, that he runs. I think the guys have been fun to watch i think they're good good guys to root for and i expect that to be the same and i I don't see any reason um why this team can't you know kind of exceed what the team did in the postseason i think last year's team did a lot in the regular season so it might be tough to reach that but um you know I, i think that this team shapes up especially after a full season of playing together to have a really nice um postseason where finally some monkeys are taken off of backs but um, all right, Andrew, let's let's wrap this up um, with one final thing. Is there anything else in terms of Ohio State recruiting um, that people should be looking for, whether that's a player, a trend, um, maybe even a coach now that um, the the coaching staff has kind of changed a little bit in terms of their responsibilities? Anything that you think that Buckeye fans should be paying attention to over the next let's say through the end of this year um, as Holtman and company go out on the road a little bit more uh, before the season starts. So I'd say the biggest thing is, um, you know, locking up that final 2022 recruit. Um, From what I'm hearing, it's going to be soon. You know, Chris Holtman said, get your Twitter fingers ready. Yeah, he Uh, said it in a press conference. That's not a surprise to anybody who's paying attention. Yeah, but that woke me up. And, you know, having some like side conversations, I mean, like, kind of have an idea, but, um, you know, kind of wrapping up 2022, um, from a, uh, recruiting from the high school level perspective, moving over to that 2023, I expect a lot of guys to get offered, yeah. but it's going to be exciting. I mean, I'm, I'm hoping that Ohio state's Twitter, uh, they're posting constant highlights to these guys. Cause it's going to be, it's going to be a fun show. Um, when it, when it comes to the season, but
you for listening to this episode of Land Grant Holy Lands, the Dotted Line podcast. Also, thank you, of course, to the fantastic Andrew Bozer. In the show notes and in the article version of this episode on LandGrantHolyLand.com, we will have a link to his Twitter account. But if you are more of an auditory learner, the account is at OSU Hoops Insider. If you are finding this episode on the aforementioned LandGrantHolyLand.com, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are cranking out episodes nearly every weekday, and sometimes, as in the case today, Monday, August 2nd, multiple episodes a day, and that will increase as we get closer to the college football season. Also, don't forget to follow LandGrantHolyLand on Twitter at LandGrant33, and you can find me at BWWMatt. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you soon, and as always, go Bucks.